What's up guys, welcome back to another episode of the First Offense Audio Installment. This is episode 30 and it's the New Hampshire episode. I was actually at the race in person. I sat like right at the start finish line, so I'll be giving my perspective on what it was like at the race. And yeah, we'll talk about some news that happened like Reddit going to 2311, what to expect at Pocono and all that stuff. So before we get into all that, I'll go over the standings real quick, like usual, and then we'll talk about the race. Starting off, we got Chase Elliott. He's in first. He's up by 67 points ahead of Chastain, who is in second. And these two drivers technically clinched their spot in the playoffs. There's no chance of them not making the playoffs. There's a lot of other drivers who it would take like multiple DNFs and just horrible races and six straight horrible races to not make it. But with a lot of winners, I really have no idea who who should be worried about not making it, even if you have a win, because Kevin Harvick is winless and he's in ninth with one, two, three, four, five, six, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight drivers behind him with a win in playoffs, but they're behind him in points, so he's immediately gonna um, trump them if he has a win and it comes down to points. Anyways, Ryan Blaney's in third and he is 78 points down, and then Truex is in fourth, he's 115 points down. Larson is in 5th, he's 118 points down. Kyle Busch is in 6th, he's 140 points down from Elliott. So, Busch was 2 points behind, or 6 points behind Elliott like a few races ago, but now Elliott's created some pretty crazy separation. And it's going to take a DNF probably at Pocono. We, he could get, I mean, he could get one anywhere, but it'll take a DNF at like a two tracks for him to lose that lead, I think, and for a driver behind him to have consistent, really good runs for the next six straight races. It's possible. We saw Larson do it last year on Hamlin, so we'll see what happens with that. And then we got Joey Logano in seventh, Bell in eighth. He's got a win now, so he's in the playoffs, and being in eighth place, he's in. A really good spot he'll be fine Kevin Harvick 9th no wins Byron 10th Bowman 11th um, I don't think he has to worry him and Byron even though they only have one win and they're running really not good at all they have a really good buffer still with all the winners the upset winners El Moral is in 12th without a win Sindrick 13th Kurt Busch 14th Suarez 15th Reddick 16th, Briscoe 17th, and they all have wins. Eric Jones is in 18th, Hamlin 19th with two wins, so Hamlin will be fine. As for the playoff bubble, it's Truex and Blaney in the bottom with Truex in by just 68 points, which is a lot because he's fourth in points overall, but without a win, he could be knocked out. He's on the bubble. He could be knocked out at any point. Ryan Blaney is up 105 running third in points he would need the regular season title to make playoffs without a win and I don't know if he can do that Elliot is gonna have to have some serious bad luck for that to happen and then Harvick is right outside there 
by 68 points, so he needs a win. And as for getting six, we have six races left. As for whether I think we're going to have um, over 16 races winners, I think we're going to have three more. I, I mean, that's 50% of the races, but I really think that that's going to happen because if you look, um, Pocono, Ryan Blaney has a win there. He won at Texas. He could win there. Indy road course, McDowell has ran really good on road courses. And especially this year with this new car, he's ran really good at Sonoma. Not sure how well he ran at um, Road America. I can check. But he finished third at Sonoma. And then Michigan, Harvick. It's one of his best tracks. Their package on these tracks hasn't been amazing, but they could easily break through and get a win. Or Harvick could also win at Pocono. He's good there. Then Richmond Truex, one of his best tracks. And Toyota is amazing here. So Hamlin won it in the um, spring. He's going to be competing against his teammates. But he won this race a year ago. So he could easily win that race. Watkins Glen, Chris Busher, who's also been really good at the road courses. Finished second at Sonoma. Then Daytona Bubba Wallace finished second in the Daytona 500 and won Talladega. So he's a good play racer. He could definitely upset there, but it's Daytona. So we could see anyone win. LaJoy, Chris Busher, Ricky Stenhouse Jr., um, even like an Eric Jones, maybe Cole Custer. I don't know anybody. You never know with. Um, Daytona so yeah I think that race there's going to be either 15 or 16 winners at that point going into that race so I think it's just going to make it insane and the non-playoff or the guys who are already in the playoffs will be all right but everyone else will be just going for everything to try to win that race especially the guys on the bubble like if Truex is still there if Harvick is there and even Blaney. Blaney's really good at Daytona. It'll be really not to race. So moving on to the actual race. It was delayed because of rain. It was wicked hot there. So it was really good that it rained. Um, it cooled off a ton and the clouds went over. I was like sitting under the booth and everything. So it was shady to begin with. But it really wasn't that hot. I know. I mean, clearly Kozlowski was just, they on the intercom, they were like, if you feel lightheaded or like funny at all, it might be because you're dehydrated or need to drink water. So I think it's funny. They should, probably should have been saying that to Kozlowski's radio because he clearly lost his mind in the, <laughs> in the middle of the race. And then after when they interviewed him, he was like hot, hot inside the cars, hot inside the helmet. And he was like chugging water. So he's he wrecked Austin Dillon under caution, like completely out of character. I mean, I know he's nuts, but he usually just doesn't let loose like that. That was hilarious. But I, he said he like barely made contact with Austin Dillon. And then Dillon said he just races him dirty con consistently. So that's why he door slammed him. But anyways, I think... Truex obviously was a class of the field all all day. He was led the most amount of laps, nearly half the laps, and he 
he was just he, on the restarts he would just launch out by multiple car lengths and all the battles would go on behind him so that two tire pit stop cost them again they've had i mean truex and kyle bush at las vegas and truex bush hamlin all of them at nashville now here Truex has been in contention to win multiple races. He just hasn't been able to get it done. Just late, late, poor calls. I think he's going to win still. He's got some really good tracks coming up. We know he can win Pocono. They suck on road courses in Daytona. It's just nuts. So they're probably looking at Richmond, Pocono, and Michigan to win. Um, I don't know if they can get it done, but I know that this, this race... They're looking back like they left this one away, and he was definitely mad after the race. He ended up fourth. Bubba Wallace finished third, probably the best race of his career, considering he had to pass a lot of cars in that last run and everything. And he was the second highest running Toyota behind Bell, who won, so he beat like Truex, Hamlin, Bush, all them. Elliot just I he he seemed like mad after the race with how he let Bell get around him and he didn't defend the lead well, but I don't I think Bell was way better than um Elliot. I don't think he had a chance anyways. I Bell drove away and won by like five seconds. He ended up smoking him, so he was obviously way faster and the only person that could have got up there and contended with Bell, I think, is Truex or Harvick. I I think Harvick, I was watching his lap times, he was the fastest car on the track multiple times, so who knows what he could have done with the lead. I think this was, either way, I think we were going to get a new winner in this race. It was either going to be Harvick, Truex, or Bell. Those were the three fastest cars, in my opinion, but Bell, Truex took two tires, and that, that just... He came out first, but then he got shuffled back on the restart, so it became Bell's race up to that, at that point. Then there was Kyle Busch, who just spun out every 30 laps or so, racing for 20th like he was racing for the lead. He, I saw him, I watched, I didn't see the first spin, but I saw him spin coming out of four the second time, and he was racing Suarez side by side for, I don't know, three, four laps, or maybe just two. But he was finally he was faster, and he finally was about to complete the pass. He was just pushing his so his car so hard. He just the car got light and just went around, but he saved it and didn't get wrecked either time. Just needed new tires. He's had a pretty rough couple of races. He was I think he was the worst finishing Toyota uh, Sunday too. So he's I don't know what's going on with that team. They were the best Toyota earlier. Just a few races ago, but the, ever since Nashville, that horrible pit call, he's kind of just fell apart a little. But I think um, Pocono, he's probably the best current driver there right now. They can definitely turn it around there, especially because of how good they've been on the mile and a half in the intermediate tracks with the 670 horsepower. So, anyways, that was Christopher Bell's first win on an oval ever. He won that Daytona road course, but this was the first oval win. And I knew he's really good here. I said it in last week's podcast, three straight Xfinity rate wins. He was running down Almirola with 10 to go last year. And that race was supposed to be 10 laps longer. So I honestly think he was going to win last year too. So 
I wasn't surprised to see him make a run to the front later. I thought Kurt Busch was going to win if he... If if people started running out of gas, which I knew that was in the picture, kind of I I just kind of checked Twitter during the race. I was I wasn't certain like how much how many laps they figured they could run. I don't know if they were like right on the number, if any of them had to switch to reserves or what happened. But I thought if everyone started running out of fuel, then Kurt Busch was going to be the first car with fuel, brand new tires. He he pitted and he unlapped himself and he ended up in like eighth, which is pretty insane considering he got lapped. What place did he finish? Tenth, sorry, but he would have he would have uh, won if the drivers in front of him had to pit. So that made the race a little bit exciting. And the racing throughout the first two stages was pretty it was it wasn't boring but it was green flag not much passing i don't know what it was it must have been the different strategies there was like a few two three even four car battle for the lead logano bell elliott kurt bush they were all fighting in the bottom groove seemed to come in a little bit better and even like there was like the bottom the middle and then there's like bottom middle middle top so there's like that the space in between two that guys were running and a lot of guys would drive it into the corner real deep and then wash up the track but then they'd be able to diamond down and get a big run off so it was it got better the end was really good i was happy to see a few passes for the lead under green and yeah overall i thought it was a really good race for new hampshire for what we've seen there i thought it was going to be worse i mean martinsville there was not a single green flag pass for the lead but just because New Hampshire is a little um, bigger of a track and the top's a little bit better than the bottom is on, than the top is at Martinsville, it, it made it better. So yeah, overall good race and I would definitely go to New Hampshire again. There was a good amount of people there. I was surprised how many people there. I couldn't really see to my left. I could see turns one and two was somewhat filled and then where I was in the start finish line it was um pretty pretty packed so that was cool all right then we got all show no go and um first your friends move the race and everything and then I'm gonna talk about Pocono real quick and then that'll be it all right time for all show no go this week all show no go is gonna be going to Michael McDowell he had the flow racing car which is flow racing is like um they like you subscribe and you can watch all the dirt races and they put different kinds of races like that on so it's i thought it was a cool sponsor to see them on a cup car and it was sucks that mcdowell finished as bad as he did he ran 28th so i don't know all show no go good looking car just no speed at all and then we got first defense move of the race this one is, you'll probably be surprised by this, but I think it's got to go to Keselowski for just completely slamming Austin Dillon under caution. He just, he's out there to win, and if you mess with him, he's just going to completely destroy your car, and it's just that simple. He's He doesn't care what happens, what the repercussions are. If he cuts both his own tires down in doing so, guy's just a maniac, and that's, that's a first defense move if I've ever seen one. So, you know, he's getting... 
the first surprise move of the race and a close second was Christopher Bell's pass and race for the win against Chase Elliott, which got him the win, but had to give it to Keselowski for that showing. Alright, now we're going to talk about Pocono, which I think could be one of the best races of the year because of the horsepower package. It's two and a half miles and it it gets strung out and boring at times, but with this package, I don't think it will be like that ever. Like, I could be wrong, but I think there's going to be racing throughout the entire thing. There's not much banking, but you can see multiple grooves come in at times and that will be perfect for this package 670 horsepower it's two and a half miles so they're going to be absolutely flying on the straightaways so the braking zones are going to be nuts i think shifting is going to be come into play too they they haven't shift shifted in recent years like they used to but i think it's going to be back and the only thing that i think i'm kind of worried about is there could be like insanely hard crashes and hits that could be worst ones we've ever seen here but i think that they'll slow way down in the turns because they have low down force so should be all right i think that'll kind of balance out the um the high they have high horsepower but small spoiler whereas last year they had low horsepower but with a huge spoiler so they kind of flew through the turn they could go through the turns pretty fast now they can go fast on the straightaways but they're going to have to slow way down to keep the car under control around the turns. I think it's I do think it's going to be a good race though. The intermediates have been way better this year than they ever have than they ever were last year like my biggest the the two that I look at is Las Vegas this spring and then Las Vegas last fall. The Las Vegas fall race last year was just horrible. Just not pretty much nothing happened and then this year it was like Truex and Bush had that big battle at the end and there was a lot of passing and stuff. So if Pocono's like that, then I think it'll be a great race. Um, drivers that I think are going to be good here are Kyle Busch. Blaney has a win here. I don't think he'll run good here. He, They just haven't been very good with this intermediate package. Penske he did win Texas so they could definitely bring something good but I don't think they will I think it'll be a Toyota day with maybe a couple Hendrick drivers like Chase Elliott and Larson obviously Larson was gonna win last year before he cut that tire and Elliott is on a really good streak right now and then the track house car should show a lot of speed Suarez and Chastain They've been good pretty much everywhere, but I still think it'll be a Toyota day. Hamlin, Kyle Busch, maybe Truex, any of those guys, especially Kyle Busch because he's won four of the last nine, and he's. I think he tested here, so he's going to have that advantage off the truck. I mean, they're going to practice and everything, but he'll probably have an advantage in practice qualifying, and then he should be good all day. And lastly, Harvick is good here i don't think he has winning speed in these kinds of tracks i think he will have a better shot at like a michigan or maybe a road course since he ran good at sonoma but i think he'll have a solid top 10 day and maybe even get up in the top five and who knows he could win he could win in the in a late restart or something the other thing is it might come down to fuel mileage i don't think it will i think that this horsepower package might produce a lot of cautions 
but it definitely could because it's Pocono, you know, it's like if they get strung out, then there might not be cautions. And it'll and especially because they don't know what this car can handle for fuel. They've never ran it completely out of fuel. It's different. They don't have the data on that. They they can predict, but it could run longer than they think. It could run not as long as they think. So I think you'll have to gamble how when you want to pit, if you want to wait a little while, if you want to go on this caution or how that's going to play out. So it'll be interesting. I kind, I'm kind of hoping we see a fuel mileage race just so we can gauge what these cars do in times like in races like these. But I also don't want the top 10 to run out of fuel i want it to be a race till the end i mean it'd be cool to see half the field run out of gas and some random guy win but i don't know it's going to be a triple header with trucks xfinity cars and cup cars there's no double header cup car cup race this year and um yeah it's the truck and xfinity race are on saturday and then with that it's going to be like cup practice is also jammed in there and Cup qualifying so it'll be there will be a ton of racing to watch so it'll be a pretty good weekend and I know this track has been boring at times but I think this horsepower package is going to make for a really really good race I talked about who's going to be good at Pocono but now I want to make some like official race picks for the trucks cup and Xfinity car so for trucks I think I'm going to go with Chandler Smith John Hunter Nemechek won here last year but I think Chandler Smith is going to get it done in the trucks this year. Teammate, they'll have speed, but Zane Smith's a little bit faster, but I'm still going to go with um, Chandler Smith. Um, And then for Xfinity cars, I'm going to go with Ty Gibbs. He finished second here last year. If someone's going to beat them, um, Ty Gibbs, it'll be a Hendrick or um, Junior Motorsports car like it. It'll be Gregson, Josh Berry, Al Geyer. But my pick's Ty Gibbs. And then for the Cup Series, I'm going to go with Kyle Busch. I think he needs a good run. It's one of his best tracks. They're really strong on these packages, on this horsepower package. And he's had testing time here. So I think he's going to go out in front and um, get the lead late and stage, or take the lead in stage three and just maintain it and come away with the win I think he'll be the fastest car all day and that's just that'll be it so there's my race picks and I think that's going to wrap it up for the podcast um overall it was a good race weekend in New Hampshire and I think it's going to be even better at Pocono so I'm looking forward to it I hope you guys are too follow me on my other socials at first or fence and listen to my other podcast and let me know what you think and that's it All right, hope you guys have a good week and see you next Sunday.